your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So becoming a widow and a widower and dealing with grief is an issue we have been uh, talking about on the show recently. And Councillor Sarah Kiley spoke with us about uh, losing her husband at a young age. And yesterday we chatted to Colette Byrne from Widow.ie. Let's take a quick listen to that. He was killed tragically in summer of 2008 in a traffic accident. To be honest, it was a terrible time. It took me a long time to um, to learn to live again, basically. You know, it's very hard. And the suddenness of that as well. It was. Peter was only 32 and our little girl, she was only three. And uh, it was an awful shock. And I'll be honest with you, it took years. It took years to, to um, deal with it and learn to live again. Um, in the initial stages after the funeral, family and everybody, they were wonderful. I can't knock them. Um, but they were going through their own grief as well. And I had to deal with, I had never dealt with a funeral and just the loss of someone so close to me, uh, so important to our lives, Peter. And we, like you'd have a month's mind coming up and then you learned that there's an autopsy and you have to wait for that for several weeks and then the inquest, you've all that, all that paperwork uh, to deal with uh, while trying to rear your young child and deal with the fact that your husband, your young husband, lovely man, is dead, gone, you know, and you're left very confused, heartbroken. That's Colette Byrne from Widow.ie chatting to us on the show. Support groups do form a very big part of how people deal with the death of a spouse. And Limerick man Michael Herbert is one of the 800 members of the Widowed in Ireland Facebook page. And he's with me now. And good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Joe. Um, so, so how did you come across this page? Um, well... Caroline O'Brien, another Limerick lady, um, her husband died a couple of months after my wife. And I never knew the woman, but I know her husband well. And she went to, she's, all the Facebook pages were all either American-based or English-based or whatever. So she just said, she was thinking of setting up a one for just, for people from Ireland, we'd have the same, probably empathy with each other and a connection. So... She asked me whether I just give her a hand to get involved. So just over four years ago, we set up the group. And um, for the first year or so, like those numbers were small and you'd always feel you'd be answering anyone to propose, you'd answer it and you'd try to keep it going and keep it going. But now there's 800 members. I just put up a post there before I came on air. They'll just say we were on air this morning. And I'd say within 20 minutes, I had 20 to 30 replies about how the group is supporting people like there's someone on 24-7. If you put up a post, you're not feeling well. Or you just want to talk about anything. Like, you can talk about anything on the group. Like, we talk if it's religion, whether you wear your wedding ring, to new relationships, to whatever, like, John. You know. And our age group is from, like, unfortunately, we have people from their early 20s in the group up to their 80s, like. And once you, if you want to apply to join the group, like we do ask that we, we, we prove that you're widowed or true and maybe an RIP screenshot, an obituary screenshot, or you referred by a member of the group that we'd know like that we could refer you that way. Because unfortunately, 
unfortunately, we reject maybe 10 people a month as well, scammers or whatever, trying to... People are very vulnerable after being widowed, and that's what we didn't want, like, right. someone getting into the group. Like. So you have to watch And we monitor all, all the courts as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Michael, what? tell me a bit more of your story. Your wife, Anne, she died, was it over four years ago? Yeah, four and a half years ago now. Um, she had a brain tumour. Um, she was sick for... She had the brain tumor for about seven and a half years before she died from it. Like, yeah, that was, it was a long process. She was, she had very good times in that, like in between operations or treatment and everything. But yeah. Right. Um, and, and I mean, fr- from your perspective, then obviously you're dealing with all of that. You're dealing with the loss. Um, and, and then clearly, you know, people who haven't been through it, can't understand it to the same extent as unfortunately people who have. No. no, and that's why the group is very important. Like we'd we'd say things in that group like that you'd never say it to somebody outside of it. Like, and we've we've all everyone has said is on the group at this stage now have friends made in the group. Do you know what I mean? Like that they wouldn't have ever known. Like, like everything changes when you become a widow. Your friend circle changes. Not your, you're still your old friends, like, but like this, you've other people that come into your life that help you out through it, like, and they understand what you're going through, and you can talk to them, like, and mm. that's where it comes and, from. And, like. and do you find that our society, you know, despite the changes in it, is still very much set up in terms of adults in couples, you know, that that's still yes. seen as, as the, the norm? Oh, it is, yes. And that's where another thing on the group, like, we had weekends away, like, we went to Berenophily and we went to Atlone another time. And so everyone that came in, and and we were in Limerick there even a few months back there. And they've all small little groups as well now set up on little WhatsApp groups in different counties from Eden. But the ones, the, the bigger ones where there'd be 30 people coming in, like, and the most common statement was, I sat in the car nearly afraid to come in on my own into a, a venue, like. Really? Do you know, and just the first time coming, like, the, I don't know, I met someone in Limerick now the last day because I was just in there for a while, but like a woman said, like, I sat in my car and then I went up to my room and I was nearly afraid to come back down. I was going to go home again, like, but when she came in and she met the people, she had a brilliant night, like. And, and we're chatting to Limerick man, Michael Herbert. Had you tried other types of groups before this one? Yeah, I'd just been on them, but like, you just wouldn't have the same interaction with, I don't know what it is about Irish people. Like the, we just seem to mix better with ourselves. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah. And in fairness, now after my wife died, we had a, a support group there with the hospice. It was like kind of um, what you call them, a bereavement group, uh, a group counselling group. Like, and I'd be still very we in contact with the people and that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I mean, because I mean, Councillor Sarah Kiley was pointing out herself, you know, that. She, she, was she was in a, that group with me. Yeah, and she was a young widow um, as well. Young, I mean, yeah. you, you have a, a wide range of people, all sorts of backgrounds and, and different ages as well. Yeah, well, my wife was 45 when she passed away. Like, um, There is, there's, there's a widows in the group, like, as I said earlier, from their early 20s, like, yeah. up yeah. to 80s. Like, so we've 800 members, like... It's only the tip of the iceberg the amount of widows in Ireland like there is. And as Sarah was on there as well, but like there's no package you get from social welfare telling you what you're entitled to or what way what supports are out there. Like there's nothing there like that you just get this, you do this and make it easy for people when they 
But when they put up a post in the group, like, there's one of the members of the group, he's very good, like, he has researched everything on title, and if you, if someone new comes on, he's, he's able to tell them everything they, they're entitled to make it, try and just make the thing process a small bit easier, like. Yeah. And, and Michael, I mean, having children to raise and helping them to come to terms yes. with the loss of their mother as well as dealing with your own grief, how did you manage that? Well, it's not easy. You just take every day as it comes. Um, like, Anna still talked about in the house, like, going somewhere, like, doing anything you'd always still, like, and we do that when all she, the people got me, like, she wouldn't do that, well, you know. And um, my kids were from are now from twenty two down to eighteen, like, uh, three children, like, yeah. So um, they saw the process of what was happening, like, there's a kind of like a bit of um, anticipatory grief as well when you you grieve for a person before they're gone in a way as well, like, because you're losing the person every day, like. I think that must be so traumatic that that particular aspect of it that if someone has a you yeah. know, a long term illness, yes, and uh, everything is changing and the whole time and it is traumatic. Like, but it, there's no no one worse than the other. Like a sudden death or a trauma. Like you were talking to Colette woman yesterday, and her husband died suddenly. Yeah, Do you know, there's no. Like, how do you deal with that, like, as well? Like, there's, there's no easy way of dealing with any of it, like. But you work through it, like. And that's where the groups come in great, like. We're having a bad day or a bad night, like. Put up a post and say it, like. Somebody will come on and talk to you, like. Somebody will message you back. And, and the thing about, like, the Widow and Ireland group, like. You're, you're there, it is you, it is Michael Herbert, or it is whoever else, it is Claire, or whatever else it is. Like, you're that person. And, like, people interact better with them like and you'd even see the amount of people have joined friends with each other on it and they're meeting you'd see it on the group like you know it's it's a huge support like yeah yeah Uh, we're chatting to lyric man michael herbert he's one of 800 members or so of the widowed in ireland facebook page and as it happens i think you're in lanzarote at the moment um and uh, colette dunn is with you as well michael uh, who's a member of the group but uh, the, the two of you met through the group is that right Yes, and kind of we met hiking actually, hiking. <laughs> and um, we just bought into the group like yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, well, it'd be great to yeah. have a quick chat with Colette if you don't mind if she's with you uh, there. No so Colette Dunn is there yeah. with Michael. Um, and Good morning. Hi, Colette. How are you? Um, Very so, nervous. Yeah, I well, don't be don't be nervous at all. Um, uh, Michael might tell you uh, as a Limerick manager, we're, we're not that bad here. <laughs> No, no. So, 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 tell me a little bit uh, about y- your own story and your involvement in this Facebook group. Okay, well, um, my husband David uh, died very suddenly in a very tragic shooting accident uh, in 2016. And uh, as Michael has said, you know, you have anticipatory grief and you have sudden grief, and you can't minimise one over the other because it's the shock and the trauma that goes with that. Um, we have two children, Leo and Ashling, they were seven and nine at the time, and it was incredibly difficult. As you've said already to Mike, you're doing the mother, the father, you're trying to work, you're trying to support your children through their grief, and then you're trying to grieve yourself and cope with every day-to-day things that you were once shared as a couple, as a family unit. 
you're now very much on your own. And I think for me, the biggest thing after David died, that numbing, shocking, despair, loss of hope and being solely responsible for everything and most especially the children was so overwhelming. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'd imagine that, you know, when you don't have someone to lean on, it's when you realise how much you lent on each other. Without a doubt. And as a family unit, that's your unit. Your siblings, parents, they become extended family when you get married and you develop your own family unit with your husband, your wife and your children. And when that family unit is broken through uh, through death, you, I am very a very independent person. I find it incredibly difficult to ask for help. And uh, you have to be able to reach out and say, you know what, can you take the kids from me? Uh, I'm not coping very well here. I need a break because you are 24-7. You are mom and dad. You don't get that break away from your children because the separation anxiety that goes with grief with children has been horrendous. And uh, as I said, the children were so young, they were only seven and nine. And for them, even going back to school, the fear of them leaving me, that anything was going to happen to me for them as well was quite traumatic, quite, quite traumatic. And, and, and I mean, the Facebook group, obviously, again, people who had some understanding of what you were going through because they'd gone through it in different ways themselves. Absolutely. And the one thing about the group is that everybody is grieving the loss of a partner. Everybody understands that grief. And it's like the old adage, you walk in my shoes. I wouldn't want anyone to walk in these shoes. But the group, the group has been unbelievable. You're able to, you know, express how you're feeling. You're able to ask questions. Topics like, you know, do I continue to wear my wedding rings? Do I take them off? What do I do with the clothes? How do I pick a headstone? What do I do with the ashes? And there's always somebody that will say, I'm thinking the same, but I didn't want to ask it. And then you develop the forum and it's a very safe place. As Mike has said, there's a lot of vetting goes into the people that are accepted onto the group. Um, It's not a nice thing to have to ask for validation of the death, but that's what keeps our group safe. And, you know, through sharing your experience with others, you give people that sense that it is possible to survive this. You will. You will only survive your loss in the early days. And as you go through that grief, grief changes with time from that initial devastation and loss to you start feeling confident again and asking those questions in the group being able to vent, you know, things that people say to you as a widow or a widower. It can be just shocking. And it's like they really maybe don't mean it. They're just, they're just how, trying how you, to say how, something. How do you mean, Colette? Oh, you know, things like, well, they didn't suffer. It was very quick. And it's like, that's really not helping me. That's not what I want. And the next thing then is like, they say, I know how you understand. I know how you feel. And you're there thinking, how do you know how you feel? You're not widowed. You know, you, you your partner is still very much alive, you know. Um, and I don't think people mean to be insensitive. It's just they really just don't understand. But yeah. that's where, again, the page comes in. Your grief is acknowledged. You're, you're, the way you're feeling, it's validated and, and you're, you're able to say and express how it is for you that you don't need permission to grieve. You know, that you just say it, 
And again, the networking that has gone through the group has been fantastic. Uh, you've got network groups, you know, WhatsApp groups for people, you know, that live close together. And like that, you might see somebody put up a post and say, not really coping, having a bad day, done the bedroom, you know, done the clothes. And, you know, you'd reach out, somebody will reach out and say, well, look, I'm off if you feel like, you know, do you want to meet for a coffee or whatever? And that support is really, really fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're chatting to Colette Dunn and we've heard from Michael Herbert as well. And as I mentioned, the two of you are, are uh, together in, in Lanzarote at the moment. I don't want to give the impression that you spend all your time in Lanzarote now or anything like that. It just happens to be on the morning you're talking to, uh, to us. Um, but it, the, the two of you um, together, I mean, do you think the fact that both of you have a sense of what it's like helped in, in the establishment of your relationship? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And like that, when you, like, I never considered entering a relationship. I said, you know, my dad was widowed at 41 with seven children. And, you know, the eldest was 16 and the youngest was a year old when my own mother died. So, you know, coming from that space, you never expect to be widowed again at such a young age yourself to go through this. So meeting somebody who has gone through that experience definitely understands the feelings, you know, the the, the birthdays, the anniversaries, the build up to them, you know, and bounce off each other. And as well as that, it's the family blending with children as well, you know, yeah. Um yeah. And the, 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 I have to say, it has been a very nice experience because I've gone from, what, two children to five. So I have three bonus children. So, you know, it, it is nice. And like for the kids, they're, they adore Mike. He's so good to me and them. And likewise, reversed, you know. Um, and it's nice to have somebody in your life again. And as we said, you know, you survive your loss initially, but you want to do more than survive. You want to live again. Yes, yes. Um yeah, it's, it is. It's just a, a really fascinating insight from both of you this morning. And indeed, it's definitely sparked a conversation for us because we, we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I've certainly realised how little I understood um, what it was like and, and what people have been through. Because I presume you both have to try and also live your independent lives. Is that is that how it works, Colette? Uh, oh, totally. Like Mike is in Limerick and I'm from Leitrim, so we have a three hour commute. <laughs> so we make it work. We make it work. Mike has to rear his children. His youngest is still in school. She's going into leave insert now in September. My two are going into uh, third year and fifth year now in September. And, you know, we, you can't, for, for me, it was about stability. And again, entering a new relationship, it's like, They've already lost a parent. And when you enter another relationship, you know, you think, is this going to work? Am I going to put myself and the children through this again? But that's the chance that you take. Nobody knows, you know, nobody knows what's around the corner for anybody. So you have to say yes to life again and and live it. And with managing two households, yeah, it is challenging, but, you know, you make it work. Yeah. And, and I assume at some level, you know that the person who has passed would want you to to move on and and, and to to live your life. 
Totally, because again, like I remember when I was telling my father that I had met somebody, I was like a child again, nearly asking, could I go to the disco? And I had all this notion in my head about what he was going to say. You know, you need to concentrate on the children. You need to be careful who you let into your life. And, you know, you've lots of time ahead of you. And uh, I was building myself up to say this, you know, because my father as a widower never met anybody reared his children. That was him. He's 83 years of age now at the moment. And it's all about growth. And I was expecting all this from my dad. And all he said, I said, you know, I've met somebody. And uh, and he says, sure, that's great. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so relieved that, he, you know, I didn't get the whole spiel of yeah. what I needed to do. Yeah. He, he was delighted for me and he, uh, and he loves my group. Just, you know, he's met him and gets on really well with him. And yeah. And, and for him, you know, having gone through the experience of being a widower himself, your dad, I mean, I, he, he must have just, I, I can only just imagine how he must have felt when it happened to you. And as you say, in such sudden circumstances. Yeah, my father is an incredible man. Like I've had two sisters that have passed away in 2011 and uh, 2019, you know, through a sudden death and a brain tumour as well. And uh, my father has seen a lot of grief. He's seen a lot of life and uh, he still lives. My father still lives and he wants the same for us. He wants the best life for us and he wants us to be happy. So he is very happy that I am not on my own because we always said, you know, I always said to my dad, would you not think about me? No, 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 no. I have six women to tell me what to do. No, that's it. And avoid a rare, no. So for me to meet somebody again and for my father to see me happy again, uh, it does mean the world to him. All right. Well, listen, thank you both very much for talking to us this morning. And uh, I, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your trip as well um, and appreciate you uh, breaking it to talk to us on the show. Um, that's Colette Dunn. And you heard before that from like Limerick man, Michael Herbert. And they're both members, around 800 members at the moment of the Widowed in Ireland Facebook page. And as you heard there, uh, there is a vetting process um, when you apply just they just need to be careful, as was explained by Michael earlier on. But it's a group that clearly a lot of people have found solace um, and help in. Thank you both. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.